If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. Sashir, your birthday came and went. It's May 10th. It sure did. And boy, was it a good one. Thanks so much for the gift you got me. Oh, no problem. I searched high and low, and I said, what can I get my dearest friend? Mm-hmm. We're not going to tell anyone what it is because it's it was a surprise to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a surprise. But boy, was it expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it was so expensive. I have to sell all of my belongings now. I'm deep into debt because I got you the most expensive present for your birthday. I can't believe it. Wait, Sashir, have you had a dog? A hot dog? Yeah. Oh, I I was like, have I had a dog in my life? Have I owned a dog? I see. Have I had any of the hot dogs that you sent me? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so, all right, this is, I don't know if they're still good because there was a period of time when my fridge wasn't working because the power was out in my house Mm -hmm. and they're still in the freezer but i'm scared don't eat those dirty dogs they've been tainted i think they're dirty dogs now oh no how sad i know i was actually really really sad because it's a lot of nathan's ballpark hot dogs and i love that and i didn't even get one (sighs) yet Well, maybe for your next birthday, (laughs) you'll get more Nathan. Yeah, I'm I have a freezer ready for them. (laughs) They are now (laughs) it now works. (laughs) God, that's so devastating. I know. Yeah, it was a bummer. I was like, because, yeah, I I think I told you the parts of the only parts of the house were affected by the Mm -hmm. power being out and. The fridge was one. I was like, oh, well, I have food in there anyway. And I was like, the hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Not my hot dogs. Not the dogs. I'm so sorry your dogs were affected. Yeah. Yeah. The sweater you're wearing, where is it from? Urban Outfitters. Mm, This is a pandemic bag. I had a very similar one. It was pink. But it made me feel... Too much like a round towel. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. This is this is green, and I look like a tennis ball. Yes, mm-hmm. but an elegant tennis ball. Oh my god! Thank you. 
You're welcome. Thank you, you are so welcome. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, you were in LA for a nice chunk of time and then you had to go right back to Atlanta. Yeah. But I got some good like um home stuff done. I went to the dentist. <gasps> How did it go? And um it hurt. What did they it do? Hurt. What did they, they do to you? They scratched me up. They scratched my mouth up. You know, like they scratched your mouth up. They they did a cleaning. It's like what oh, they're supposed yes. to do. But yes. it always hurts. And then the dentist is like, You okay? And I'm like, how am I supposed to answer that question? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> you're invading my space and you're hurting me. <laughs> but like also nothing else can change about the situation. So you just so yes, I'm fine, I guess. Just keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You'd think they'd like, okay, we're in twenty twenty three. Right. You would think that there was better ways to wash our fucking teeth than going to a dentist and they use metal on your fucking teeth bones. Right. Like that feels wrong. It does feel wrong. And I don't know. I'm not going to dentist school. I don't have the time. But I feel like the ones who have gone should have come up with something better. Hmm. You know how like at a car wash they use uh them little scrubby guys? How come they don't use that in our mouth? Mm. I mean, they kind of car. do eventually. The like the spinny brushy thingies, eventually oh, they do, do they? Feels like they buff your teeth at the end. But there is a, a moment where they're just like scraping, scraping with the mm. the um needle thing. Yeah, I feel like I black out at the dentist. Mm. I like get lockjaw and really tense, and they're like, "Hey, honey, like uh, loosen up," and I'm like, "I can't. You're yeah, trying to kill me." <laughs> The next time I get a cleaning, I'm going to ask for laughing gas. I can't do this anymore. I've had too much mouth trauma. Although I don't think they want you laughing because you'll just have a laughing fit. I don't right? remember laughing. So last time I got laughing gas, I was like, <laughs> and then I woke up in the hallway with the lady giving me magazines going, here are the magazines you requested. So I guess I... <laughs> You requested magazines. Uh, at the dentist, I said I need these magazines, I guess. I do not know. Um, I'm done talking about dentistry. Me too. I'm over it. <laughs> I don't want to give them the time of day. <laughs> What's in the box next to you? What's in the box? Um, so I ordered a new fridge. <gasps> and it's the kind of fridge where you can put different colored panels on the front of it. Mm-hmm. And I freaking ordered navy blue. Yes. And it showed up. And it looked like gunmetal. It looked like grayish, like no. kind of black. And I was like, this is no. not blue. If I want it, because it also just looks like a regular fridge now. It's like a mm-hmm. regular fridge option. If I wanted that, I just get a different fridge. This one has the option of different colors. I wanted blue. It's not blue. So now I don't know what to do. Now I, I need to contact the company and be like, do you actually have a blue? Like, it looks like on the website. Or are you lying to me? I and would like I- you to say that to a customer <laughs> service representative. I would love to hear you say, do you have blue or are you lying to me? And you, she's like, ma'am. Cynthia, I, are you lying yes, to me? <laughs> yet I told you my name was Cynthia and I said I would try to help you to the best of my ability. I am not really affiliated with the company and the products that get sent out. Would you like to return it? Cynthia, have you yes. been gaslighting me this whole time? 
ma'am, this is the first time we're speaking and uh, your tone, honestly, your tone is pretty terrible. And I'm going to put a note on your account for no one to ever help you. Cynthia, is Mm -hmm. this note part of the web of lives that you've you've created in our relationship? (laughs) You're not in a relationship, (laughs) ma'am. I do not know you. And I really regret like telling you my name is Cynthia. Cynthia, I'm going to ask all your friends and family if this is a pattern of behavior. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're going to dox me, which is a word I just learned about. (laughs) I didn't know what doxing was. Yeah. What dox? Is this is it short for something? Doxa doximation. I don't know. I that word I made up. Oh, okay. I was like, I never heard that word before. (laughs) Or like documents. Kimmy's on the case. Oh, maybe it is like releasing the documents or like leaking the documents. Mm, I see. Damn. I just can't imagine being like, this person made me mad, so I'm going to tell everybody where they live. It's really horrible. Yeah. Scary, actually. It is scary. And it's like, why would you waste your time? Like, I have a life, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't be doing that. Can't. No, can't. Can't. No, thank you. I went to Washington, D.C. over, like, a cut, like last weekend, two weekends ago or whatever. Um, this is maybe my third time in D.C. I still have not seen any history I haven't seen the White House. I haven't seen the ca- like Capitol Hill. I wanted to go to the Insurrection Monument. Where where did that happen? The Capitol? <laughs> it's not a monument, but it's oh. a building where it happened. Oh no! I don't want to call it the Insurrection <laughs> Monument. No, they can't have that. <laughs> no. Oh. Was it the Capitol building? Is that where it happened? <laughs> yeah, I went to visit the Insurrection uh, Building, and I didn't make it there. Um, I didn't make it anywhere. I did go to two thrift stores, though, (laughs) and I bought a zebra vase, a duck vase, a piggy bank, um, a weird cup with flowers on it that I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I put my toothbrush in it. Oh, I bought jeans with big grommet holes on the side that I had been searching for. I specifically wanted jeans with giant grommet holes so I could either lace in some fabric or Mm -hmm. let my skin breathe. (laughs) I haven't decided what option I'm going with. Please keep me posted. Oh, I will keep you posted. And they were in my size. I couldn't believe it. And then I got a bunch of very ugly shirts. One is purple with hats on it. (laughs) One is like purple and blue and leopard print. One looks like a child made it. Like I bought so much to the point where I was like, do I have to buy another suitcase? But you better believe your girl shoved everything in her bag. Oh, amazing. I really thought the zipper was going to break. Did you have like a suitcase and a backpack? I had a suitcase and a backpack in my purse. So I put my, um, I put all the breakable stuff on top of my backpack and then placed my purse on top of it gingerly and then truly had to like tiptoe down the fucking jetway so my shit didn't topple out. And And then I snored and farted the whole way home. And like, (laughs) I'm no longer self-conscious about farting on the plane. I'm like, I'm helping it go. I'm giving it gas. A flight I was on recently, I guess we were waiting for gas. Oh. And the pilot told us that. I don't need that much information. I don't Mm -hmm. need the pilot to tell me 
everything that's happening with the plane, everything that's happening with the control towers. I don't just, just tell me when we're leaving. Because <laughs> otherwise, I might get concerned. Like, he was like, we're waiting for gas. We keep asking for gas, but they won't give us the gas. And we need thousands of gallons of gas. And I was like, thousands of gallons? Are we going to be here for hours pumping gas? And then, then he was like, maybe two minutes later, he's like, oh, they're bringing the gas. And thousands of gallons sounds like a lot, but it's going to take like 10 minutes. And I was like, why did you phrase it that way? Why did you tell us any of the information? I wouldn't have noticed. We're still boarding. Why did you tell us that? You were still boarding when he was like, we're waiting for gas? I'm pretty sure, or, or like settling in, but it wasn't like so much time had passed that we were like, what the, what's going on here? Why haven't we taken <laughs> up? I was not concerned. He gave me unneeded un- information. And now I was like, God, thousands of gallons. <laughs> yeah, your plane was on E. It was on empty. Yeah, like, how did it get here? <laughs> how, also, how, it- how do you get in a cockpit and go, wait, we ain't got no gas? It's a plane. It should come gassed <laughs> up. What are we doing? What are the airlines doing? Also, did you see that man screaming about that baby? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Sashir. I'm on the side of the man because that baby was not screaming when he was screaming. So something could have been done. And I I know people are like, kids have to be in public and he needs to be an adult. But when that man said, when the flight attendant said, sir, you're yelling. And he says, so is the baby. Did that motherfucker pay more to yell? I said, that man is a hero. <laughs> so is the baby. Is the baby. <laughs> He's I mean, my favorite person. I think he should get unlimited flights. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I loved I, his companion, I assume, is his wife, who was just like, please. She was like, stop it. Just, just please stop. Just stop it. <laughs> People are filming. <laughs> but I wonder what led up to it. What was like, did he tell the mom to shut this kid up? Like, what? How did we get here? I don't know. Kimmy, can you Google... What led to that man screaming? (laughs) I also, I'm just like, I don't think we're collectively okay. No. Like, just people screaming at babies on planes. People just acting wild on planes. I watched a video of a woman calling another woman a river rat as she was getting off the plane. Oh, my God. God. And she said, where'd you glue your wig down with? Elmer's glue. Get off the plane. (laughs) And I I don't know what led up to her screaming at this woman, but everyone clapped when she got off the plane. Oh, my God. Uh, Everyone is just wilding out. Yeah. It's wild. People don't really know how to be in public anymore. No, we were inside for too long, and everyone's being so. very poorly behaved. I think so. Yeah. Did that motherfucker pay more to cry? Which is <laughs> iconic. <laughs> and honestly, if they pay more, cry, you know? If the baby's paying just as much as me, if not a little bit more, I guess you could cry. <laughs> but that baby don't got a job. No. But also, Unless the model. I get some babies do have jobs. Isn't that funny? It's funny. Some babies do have jobs. <laughs> I actually saw a quote from John Stamos from Full House. And he was saying he couldn't stand the Olsen twins crying. <laughs> so he told the producers, like, get rid of them. 
And so they like got rid of the Olsen twins and then brought in two redhead babies. But I Mm -hmm. guess they are maybe more annoying. So John was like, "Ah, fine, bring the Olsen twins back. How funny. Yeah. Oh, Kimmy found it. Um, basically said it was the plane already was having some issues. They were supposed to be landing, I think, in Fort Lauderdale, but there was weather. So it was really bumpy and uncomfortable for everyone. And it caused the baby to start crying. So everyone's already tense and they couldn't get out of their seats because of the turbulence. And then just apparently just out of nowhere, this other passenger in the video basically said, shut that baby up. And it just escalated. <laughs> <laughs> And they finally had landed in Orlando and then we're going to wait a minute and head to Fort Lauderdale, I think. And apparently they were like, but they landed in Orlando being like, this man is yelling us to get off this plane. And he's like, I refuse. (laughs) Like, all right, you're getting off or everyone is getting deplaned. And he was like that one. And so everyone had to get off this plane with him. And then he got taken to the authorities. Then everyone got back on the plane. Oh my God. This man's a menace. So wild. <laughs> he made also, everyone get off the plane for him. He, same result was going to happen for him. <laughs> yeah, you still weren't going to the next location. Whenever it's like either you get off or everybody, and they're like everybody. I'm like, well, why? Why did they? Why did this badly behaved person get the option? This is a good point. Do you know why are we giving them the option? Why aren't we just dragging them off the plane? Yes, be like United. Drag their ass off the plane. Drag their ass <laughs> off the fucking plane. Oh, my Lord. How funny. I still feel bad about that that guy who got dragged off. Because it was like a older man, wasn't it? Yeah, and I don't remember why he got dragged off. But he they seemed said, like kind of lost. Or like, oh. he kind of seemed out of it. Or something. He was confused. And maybe he didn't speak English or something. And then some security guy just yanked him out of the seat boy oh boy i'm glad i go right to sleep on planes i don't even have time to act up (laughs) i sit down i Mm -hmm. get a cocktail my flight attendant on the way back he was like how strong do you want it Mm -hmm. and i was like i guess strong and he said good girl and i was like oh and then he just gave me a cup of vodka I wanted a vodka soda, and there was no soda to be had. But hmm. I did drink that and pass right out, real good for the whole dang flight. I think flight attendants may also forget that you have a day to have after you get off the plane. <laughs> it's not like this is it. It's like you have more life to live after you get off the plane. <laughs> nope, the plane is my life, and I'm done living. Thank you, Delta. <laughs> to the sky I went, never back to land. Yeah, you're just partying on the plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on my way to DC. I had one vodka soda and he was trying to give me another one. And I was like, oh, I have to do shows later. I can't. Yeah. I can't get hammered on the plane and then roll up to the fucking DC improv and be like, I don't know who I am. (laughs) Yeah, you had to be able to speak at least. Just a little bit. Yeah. Those shows were fun. Oh, good. Um, I was going to say we had to plan our Vegas trip. We got to get to Vegas. We got to see Usher. Yes. We got to see Adele, even though we don't understand how to get Adele tickets. No. Don't know. <laughs> we got to get some, somebody to help us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When are we going? June. June. Yeah. <laughs> June. June. <laughs> 
I can't wait. I haven't been to Vegas in a minute, and mm-hmm. I do love Vegas. I it's do so love nasty. Vegas. <laughs> it's pretty nasty. I pretty much only do shows there, but it's a great place for shows. What else would you do in Vegas? Gamble. That is what it is. Yes. That people, yeah. Okay. Every hotel is a casino. Yes. Uh, I don't know how I fucking forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, Vegas is like the Broadway of the West Coast. You just see shows, magic, whatever. <laughs> oh, we should see a magic show. I would die to see a magic show. Oh my God. Imagine if we go to a magic show and they disappear me. <gasps> but what if you don't come back? I will. I have to. You can't just disappear me forever. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They have to end the trick. <laughs> but I mean, what a way to go. Host of Nailed It, beloved by everyone, disappeared in Vegas <laughs> by magician. Never to be seen again. Like, wait, was she lost? No. She was on stage. Every, <laughs> thousands of people saw her. And then she disappeared. <laughs> and right before she disappeared, she went, oh. I can't wait to go. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like it was a choice. <laughs> Yay! Bye bye. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I just like want to be involved in a magic show. Hmm. I fucking love magic. Yeah, I feel like I'm well aware it's not magic. It's like illusion, the trickery of it. But I still get really excited all the time. Yeah, and I refuse to say that it's not magic. It is, because mm-hmm. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Someone recently did a magic trick for me, and I was delighted. <laughs> I wish I could remember who it was, but I turned in truly into a child. I was like, and more, again, oh, again. <laughs> who was it? I don't know. Yeah, I ate it up. Some Some random person at a bar in Atlanta was like, you want to see magic tricks? And I was like, yes. And he just did a bunch of like, <laughs> like up close magic. And I was like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> this is the best. I was like calling people over like, you got to get a load of this. And, like, <laughs> and these other adults were like, it's, it's nice. And I was like, but look at the tricks. I, okay. People who are not into magic, I think are not happy people. Mm-hmm. I think they're sad motherfuckers who don't like fucking joy and shit (laughs) and they should fucking get a grip and get into the magic get a grip get a grip get into the magic come on (laughs) yeah did you see prestige do you remember no that was a movie that came out at the same time as like another magic movie yeah what was that one i can't remember prestige the illusionist yeah i think so yeah Prestige had Hugh Jackman. And then the other one, I think, had uh, the man from Fight Club who's like, don't talk about it. Uh, Edward Norton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was their rule. They only had one rule of fight. Don't talk. Don't talk about it. Oh, did you hear about that teacher who basically had a fight club in her classroom? Yes, and I'm obsessed. They put her in jail, and I was like, come on. They were interested in school. <laughs> They were excited to go to school. <laughs> you know? They were excited to fight in front of their teacher. They're like, I have to go to school so because funny. I had to fight. <laughs> I had to fight like, Jessica today. <laughs> and Jessica deserves it. <laughs> what do you think drives a teacher to being like, I want to start a fight club at school? I mean, my best case scenario brain is saying, 
maybe these kids were fighting anyway <laughs> and like getting expelled. And so she's like, look, if you're going to do it anyway, do it during this hour <laughs> in this in this space. Don't film it. Don't tell anyone about it. And I think there was like a like a timing thing. I think it was only like you get like two minutes or something like that. Or like or like maybe it's shorter, hopefully shorter. Um so it's like you do damage, but not so much that someone actually like dies or like gets seriously hurt. Wow. So it's like get it out of your system and then you're done. Which honestly, I, I mean, mean they really should have done some like they should have run stats. Like, did <laughs> fights go down? Did um let's see, Kimmy said Some sixth-grade students at Griffin Middle School near Tallahassee, Florida, of course it's Florida, told authorities their teacher asked two girls if they wanted to come back during her sixth period for a rematch. Okay, so maybe that should not happen. That's actually... You shouldn't be asking kids to come back to fight more. It's like, uh, (laughs) hey, you didn't really get what you needed out of that fight. You want to come back and, and fuck her up? Oh, my God. Okay. But I wonder if, like, fighting outside of the classroom went down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I liked what you were saying. They should run stats. Like, did did the rate of fighting decrease because they were like, look, <laughs> I have a concentrated time on when I can fight. I'm not going to come find you after school because we can do it during fourth period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have to read Beowulf. We get to fight. <laughs> or do they do both? Or do they, like, have maybe 30 minutes of oh. talking about Beowulf? And they're like, okay, for the last 30, we're not going to... Uh, we're we're going to fight. Who has, who has a grievance they need to Who's bring to got the floor? Beef? <laughs> Who's got beef? That's funny. My God. School's wild. I'm so glad I'm not in school anymore. God, it seems too. like too much. Me too. Yeah, especially now. There's, like, just too many ways to communicate with each I- other. It blows my mind. Like, imagine leaving school and being like, ah, phew. I'm away from all these people who, like, look too pretty. I don't even know if they like me. And then they're, like, on my Instagram being like, you fucking idiot. And you're like, oh, yeah, they don't like me. Yeah. I, I don't want that. That's bad. That. Mm-hmm. But it seems like I've, I've seen headlines that say that mm. more kids are are choosing to have dumb phones, like phones that are not smartphones, like the old Nokia phones and stuff and flip phone, flip phones to, like, decrease their amount of social media and, like, access to the internet, which sounds great. Honestly, smart. Wait, do I, should I do that? I'm, I, I mean, love not zoning out and looking at Instagram. I'll find, I'll find another way. So do I, but I just waste time. I kind of wish, there, I've had the thought of, like, you know how on when you FaceTime someone that there's like a corner box of you, like you can see mm-hmm. yourself, that should just always be there. So when I'm scrolling on Instagram, I'm like, oh, look at how stupid I look. And I should, <laughs> so I can just get off <laughs> and be like, oh, I should go live my life. What am I doing? <laughs> I've wasted so much time. You're right. Because we do look stupid just looking down at our phones. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will get one of those little Nokias. I want a Blackberry. I miss my Blackberry. I loved my Blackberry. Yeah. Wait, do they still make Blackberries? This I don't know. Kimmy! Kimmy, (laughs) we gotta know, do they still make a Blackberry? (laughs) I liked all of the old Blackberries. They came out with the Blackberry Pearl, and everybody loved it. And I was like, no. 
I don't want a camera on my black. I was that mm-hmm. person. I was like, I don't want a camera on my phone. <laughs> I have I have my digital fucking camera for pictures. I don't need it on my phone. Fu- I'm like an old woman and I've been like this I my know. whole life. I don't like change. Yeah. That would be the drawback of not having an iPhone is that it has a really good camera on it. Yeah. But then I guess you can just get a camera. But I'm not going to carry a camera. Yeah, who's carrying a camera and a fucking BlackBerry? I don't have pockets for that. I don't have any sort of pockets. I don't have pockets at all in my outfit today. <laughs> Especially when I'm with those grommets. No, I'll slide right out. <laughs> okay, okay, BlackBerry. Was a brand of smartphones. Mm. <gasps> oh, on September 28th, I'll have to celebrate this year, BlackBerry <laughs> Limited announced it would cease designing its own BlackBerry devices in favor of lights- licensing to partners to design. So oh. maybe some other company oh. can license it and design the same kind of thing, but BlackBerry itself will no longer make Blackberries. Okay, but can I still get a BlackBerry? Someone might make them. If this becomes popular, people are buying older type phones. Mm-hmm. Someone might scoop that idea. Up. I would love my BlackBerry again. Mm-hmm. And I had this like old Samsung flip phone for a really long time. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. They're fun to, to snap. Oh, when I was making a point, I'd be like, oh, and you're done. <laughs> Always making points. <laughs> And just one more thing about BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. It looks like they decommissioned the infrastructure and services used by their software and phone operating systems. Looks like they've pretty much fully gone down. It seems like they've specialized in like secure technology. So I think they have like secure phones for probably people who need their stuff extra careful. For drug dealers. Yes, basically. Or um, and they people. do like programs and apps and stuff. I, it doesn't look like like actual hardware and like phones mm. and stuff. I could be wrong though. Someone's email. If you know or own a BlackBerry email, <laughs> yeah, let us, us know. Yeah, let us know if you still have a BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. We all know that Crocs are known for comfort and fashion. I love a Croc, but they're really stepping up their game when it comes to personalization. Their truly iconic classic clog and slides are available in tons of colors, and they're just waiting to be personalized with a collection of gibbets charms. You know those fun pieces of flair you pop into the holes? There's plenty of room on whichever pair you choose to create a completely unique combination, one that only you have. Krog's classic clogs and slides are your canvas for expression. You know me, I love a crock. I slide my little tootsies in there and I walk, walk, walk. My favorite ones are leopard print. And I got some sonic gibbets right in mine, which is really nice. The crock clog is my ultimate. So be sure to head to crocs.com to explore all the latest styles and gibbets charms. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gadgets hiding deep in the fine print? Or bills that seem to go up for no dang reason? Oh, boy. There's a lot of yada yadas I've encountered in my life. Like budget airlines that promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more. You could have gone somewhere else. Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this at Metro by T-Mobile. There's not a yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal. So here it is. 
When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is naughty, yada yada. Metro by T-Mobile. Naughty, yada yada. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online and then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. We don't have time to go to the stores anymore. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. This is such a smart way to shop. Usually, I'm just kind of like in the grocery store, not really knowing knowing what I want, and usually I'm hungry, so then I'm buying things I don't need. But Thrive Market is so good about narrowing down the essentials and giving it to you, to your door. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash bestfriends for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash best friends. Thrivemarket.com slash best friends. Is this weird? So we put a call out on social media. We said, what is something that your friend does that you find weird? And then Sashir and I are going to read them. And then go or listen to them, depending on how you sent them in. And then we're going to decide whether or not your friend's fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, we've done this before, like not in this format, but like when we talked about bras, like Mm -hmm. like putting on bra, like front to back or spinning them or over the shoulder, which I still don't understand. Um, And many things like this. So, yeah, we're Mm going to see if we can talk about things that people do that might be a little different. Every time I put on my bra, I think about people twisting them, and I'm like, the level of work you're doing. <laughs> my God. I just, like, can't... My, I don't know. I just I just am not confident in buckling it the right way behind my back. Oh. I hardly ever miss loops. Hmm. Okay. This person said... Hello there, Nicole, Sashir, Kimmy on the keys, and Jordan in the booth. My name is something, and boy, do I have one for you. Up top, I love you all, and I'm always waiting around for your next installment for some fun serotonin release and giggles. So my friends think I'm weird because I have friendship tears from A prime all the way down to D. (laughs) D tier are like friends that are ones that I will listen to and be empathetic to their lives. But, like, it doesn't make a difference to me (laughs) what's actually happening. (laughs) They make me happy, but they never have the ability to make me sad. I don't know. C tier are frenemies mostly. (laughs) Care enough about them because usually I need to know I'm doing better than them. But I genuinely wish them well. This tier also includes the friends that I have generally met at work or met in my undergrad years. Uh, They don't know the current person I am, but they have a distant perception of me or one that has been code switched to hell. B tier friends are usually mm-hmm. friends I have met at church or have transcended the boundaries of undergrad or different jobs. I will usually keep my catching up lunch or dinner plans with them and I will invest in how they are doing. Some of these friends are old roommates or ones that I have been in their weddings in some way, shape or form. 
really good friends that don't make it to best friend status, but when we get together, it's like no time has passed at all. Now to the best friends level. A subprime. These friends are definitely here for the long haul. We may grow distant. We may grow apart, but the love in our friendship will never fade. Usually at least five plus years of invested interest in their lives. And they have been support beams when I needed it or vice versa. I will drive miles to get to them out of whatever ordeal they are in. And if they need help in a legal sitch, I would highly consider perjuring myself on the stand. (laughs) No guarantees, though. These friends will definitely be in my wedding. A prime. The tippity top. These hoes know who they are. All six. My rider dies. My day ones, as the Gen Zers say. These bitches, uh, parentheses, using the colloquial way of a good friend, already know that it is uh, what it is to deal with my wild and slightly mentally ill ass. They know what presents I like. They know what advice I need and when. And they never pity me on anything. They are the first people I go to with the real tea and the last people on earth I would ever consider hurting, which I would never. They are all a part of my will and my mama might as well have pushed them out of her batch. I have told all my friends this and they say, bitch, why? (laughs) And I say, because it's fun to know your place. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I even gave them a card when they graduated to A prime from subprime. Oh my God. Hope this brought you some joy and helps guide you to where to categorize your friend groups in your life, if that's your thing. Wow. 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 I mean, I guess I also have those people in my life. I've just never thought about categorizing it like that. Yeah, me either. I just know, like, these are my super close friends. These are close friends. These are acquaintances. These are bitches I don't fuck with. Mm -hmm. Um, It is funny to have that and to, like, write it down or, like, (laughs) have it really sorted out. The weird thing is giving a card to your friends who have graduated. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I hope that's the only card. I hope it's not, like, you get a card from going from D to C. And they're like, oh, cool. I guess you'll kind of like care a little bit more about my stories. <laughs> I Yeah, I think the card is a little weird, specifically because if someone gave me that card and I already thought we were close, oh. I'd be like, oh, yeah. So we're not as close as I thought we were. Yeah, well, it's like, now you are. But then you're like, but I thought we always were. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny, though. It's really funny. Hmm. I'm going to give it a half weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess. I mean, there's no harm in it. I don't no. Think. Yeah. It's, I don't think so. It's, it's just, just a little takes, weird. It's just like more thought than I would put into it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say half weird as well. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Is there another one? Yeah, it's another This one, I think, brings up an old conversation we've already had, but I felt like it was worth it. Oh, this person's a weirdo. Okay. (laughs) I'll die on this motherfucking hill. I don't wear PJs to bed, but I will often wear socks. Just fully nude with thick, woolly socks, especially in but not limited to wintertime. It feels cozy, and I like it. You are weird. Nuh-uh. I do that. I did it last night. 
naked. But ass naked except for socks. My toesies get cold. <laughs> but nothing else. That is the grossest thing I've ever heard of in my whole life. Just fucking trapping the heat in your feet. Funky feet while you sleep. Ugh. I don't know, but like my toes do get really particularly cold. But the rest of me gets hot. Get a blanket. There's a blanket on, on my entire body. But it gets a second blanket and put it on them tootsies. But what if I roll around or if I shrink and I curl up in a little ball and my knees are to my chest and my toes are now away from the blanket that I had set at the bottom of the bed? I don't know. But being fully naked just in socks is the most horrific thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I it's a horror movie. It is frightening. Um, I that's my get out. If anybody ever gets in bed with me naked in just socks, I gotta go. I'm so sorry. Well, you wear a hat and a full sweatsuit to bed, as if you're about to get up and rob somebody at 3 a.m. Maybe I am. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting ready for something. Just, you're like, I gotta get a cu- quick couple hours, and I'm gonna pop up, get ready to well, rob. The hat is in case I don't have a bonnet. I want my hair covered. And I I go to sleep in clothes in case I have to do something in the morning that I don't. Okay. So last night, I went to sleep in a sports bra and leggings <laughs> because I had a workout in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I just, my little ADHD brain will stay in bed until the last possible second, staring at things, talking to my dog. And then I'm like, oh, shit, it's 10 a.m. I have to get out of bed and go work out with Ben. So I just dress for the event. I d- <laughs> Honestly, that is smart. That is smart. Thank you. I'm just trying to really help my brain because it's it's tough in these streets trying to do shit with ADHD. Yeah. I, I, I also need to put a bra on pretty quickly after I get up. Otherwise, I feel like in sleepy, relaxed mode. For mm. until I do, and when I have a bra on, for some reason it's like okay, time to do anything, literally anything, <laughs> <laughs> do something. <laughs> I don't understand how people don't wear bras all the time. I get titty sweat. Do you not get titty sweat <laughs> sometimes? Yeah, and that's comfortable for you. I guess not comfortable, but I guess not so uncomfortable that I'm like, I don't know, living a bad life. I can just like wipe it away and then move on. I guess, but then I'm like, it's come back. <laughs> and it never comes when I'm wearing a bra. Same. Yeah. I think eventually then I am like, time to put a bra on. <laughs> I don't want to sweat like this anymore. <laughs> That's why I sleep in a bra and pants. <laughs> and I'm not trying to suit. sweat. I wear my three piece suit because who knows? Someone might propose to me. <laughs> Gotta be ready for my wedding. I might have a job interview at 4 a.m. <laughs> Who knows? You don't know when jobs happen. (laughs) If it's out of the country, it might be daytime for them, nighttime for me. This is true. This is true. So funny. I haven't been on a job interview. Well, I mean, auditions are job interviews, but I haven't sat across the desk from someone in a long time where I'm like, I'm a good fit for your company because I love the company and I'll work good. Like, I never knew what to say. Like, I was so bad at interviewing. Yeah, I hate when they have questions that are like, what's your, like, biggest weakness or whatever? And I'm like, I don't, do you really want to know that? Why did I tell you that? 
Yeah, it's like, what do you want me to say? That I fall too hard for people and make up fantasies for us to date and then it doesn't work out? Like, what do you want to know? Also, this is a TGI Fridays. Like, my greatest weakness? <laughs> you don't need to know that. I'm going to wear my stripes and fucking pins and I'm going to serve people uh, fucking chicken tenders, okay? <laughs> That's what I came here to do. Yeah. Also, I'm late everywhere, but I'm not going to tell you that. Why did I tell you I'm that? I'm not telling you. That's no, you you're going to find out. Yes, you're going to find out a couple months in and feel real bad when you don't want to fire me because I'm a good time. <laughs> I have to trick you. <laughs> I did interview to work at TGI Fridays and they didn't hire me. Uh. And to this day, I will not go to a TGI Fridays. <laughs> I will go to a dumb Chili's. I will go to a dumb chain restaurant. I'll go to a fucking Hands. <laughs> I am not going to a TGI motherfucking Fridays. Wow. Did they say why they didn't hire you or you just never heard back? So, Sheer, I went to an open call to work at TGI Fridays in the Upper East Side of New York City where the line was out the door, up the stairs, around the corner. Oh, wow. And then we had to meet with these managers and they were like, what's your greatest weakness? And I was like, nothing. I am perfect. And they're like, have you waited tables before? Never in my whole life, but I'll be really good at it. And they said, you won't. Oh, get out. And they kicked me down the stairs. What? And I was like, oh, foul play. For people who look like referees, foul play. <laughs> so mad I didn't get hired. All I wanted was to make a ton of money waiting tables. Yeah. You did eventually. Yeah, and I didn't make a ton of money. Mm. I made okay yeah. money. Yeah. Well... Look who's laughing look, now. Look at us now, TGI Fridays. <laughs> Fuck you unless you want to do ads. And then in which case, I take everything back. I love a jalapeno popper. <laughs> <laughs> we can be bought. We can be bought. I really can. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Just a little ad here and there. Give it to me. Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. You know, Black representation in the media means a lot to me, Sashir. Really? Yeah. Because I like to see myself on TV. Yeah. Or on the radio. Yeah. And guess what? The next generation of influential black voices can be found where? On NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR. Available wherever. 
wherever you get your podcasts. Let's help people, because I believe the children are our future. Let them live and let them lead the way. I belong for children, better genes inside. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. I have an update. Do oh. we remember how we had a caller who was in a, a difficult position because they wanted to have a birthday party, but they didn't want to invite their best friend's husband because the husband yes. had said derogatory comments about the LGBTQ community in the past. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. We just heard back from them. So. Hi, besties. Um, I'm the one who was the birthday lesbian who called in a while ago. I figured I'd give an update. Um, the party was a smash. Uh, we did a basically like a gay uh, college rush experience. So everyone came dressed up like, you know, how they want to. It was very fun. We had a great time. Um, birthday was a total smash. Um, my friend's husband luckily wasn't on issue because apparently uh, he felt that we were being oppressive by being offended when he would make comments about gay people like rubbing stuff in his face and that and he doubled down with a lot of that and uh just like he didn't like the hey you know it's kind of like you know it's like my feelings when you say this very invalidating and he decided to get way more intense about it after it's been brought up and my friend unfortunately decided to also double down and defend herself which choices <laughs> not the choice i would make but you know that's okay so um, you guys nailed it. Uh, it was a talk that needed to happen, and unfortunately it caused us to distance ourselves. But, man, it's a lot easier and nicer and freer to not constantly be stressed out about the comments that somebody else is going to make and having to stay silent on behalf of his friend. So, uh, yeah, uh, solve. Uh, talking about it solves the problem, and sometimes the trash takes itself out. Anyway, hope you guys are well. Thanks. Bye. Ooh, I love that. Sometimes the trash takes itself mm-hmm. out. I wish that would happen in my house. <laughs> Who's going to take this trash out? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad that they had a talk, and I'm glad. I mean, I'm not glad that the person doubled down, but I'm glad that mm-hmm. they were like, great, I'll just remove myself from this situation. I won't be, uh, if, if I'm not wanted, I'm not coming. And it's like, yeah, man, you're not wanted. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, that kind of eliminates the problem. If this person isn't coming around. We did solve it. Yeah, we, we said, talk to them, and we did it. Look at us, gurus. <laughs> gurus. Okay. Hi, Nicole and Sashir. I've wanted to write for the longest time and even stirred up drama with my friends just so I'd have something to write hmm. about. Hmm. Keating, of course. I wanted your advice on how to tell my friend that I don't like her dog. For context, this friend is my former boss, and we're still on pretty good terms. During the pandemic, she got a pugapoo. Yes, that's a cross between a pug and a poodle. Oh. Interesting. I don't even know what that looks like. I love dogs dearly and badly wish I could have one, but flats in London. Ooh, this person's from England. <laughs> flats in London where I live generally aren't pet friendly. My boss knew this and would always offer for me to come round and play with them and would on occasion ask for me to ask for me to dog sit him for a day or two. The problem is this dog is so badly behaved. He's a proper lockdown dog. 
That's such an English. You're doing great. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, he's a proper lockdown puppy. So he has immense separation anxiety and will cry uh, if you so much as go to the bathroom with the closed door. When I lived with housemates, he would get super territorial about my bedroom and would yap at them every time they walked past, which is super rude because they live there too. Every time I've seen him since, then he's been a real handful. He was kind of putting me off getting my own dog because I can't handle that level of neediness and yapping. Okay, I'm going to try to do the British accent too, but I'm really afraid it's going to be really bad. (laughs) No, it's going to be great, and I can't wait. Okay. Okay. Since then, it's... Since then, it's a bit awkward because his owner will regularly offer for me to come round or take him for walks. And I have to politely, politely, <laughs> politely decline or make up excuses as to why I can't. <laughs> now, I've started a dog sitting, dog sitting other dogs in my neighborhood. <laughs> Who are sweet and lovely. And my friend, my friend got a bit upset saying, You never come walk my dog. <laughs> I don't know how to tell her that I don't want to, to I don't want to anymore because she still thinks he's the sweetest little angel when he's really a funny little grim gremlin that I can't handle. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna stop because I can't. I don't think she realizes how yappy he is or how disruptive he is in the most public settings. So it's hard to explain when she's oblivious to it. I would love your advice because you are both so empathetic and understanding of other people. I'm a huge fan of you both and have loved seeing your career skyrocket in the past few years since I've been following your work. Lots of love from London. (laughs) It's so aggressive. It's, it's so, so aggressive in the, in the wildest ways. Wait, can you put it back up? There was one word that killed me. Wait, can you put it back up? It's, 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 wait, what was the word? I think it was decline. Can you say it again? Decline. <laughs> God, that made me laugh so hard. I don't think I've ever loved anything more. She seems to be awkward because she's older. Like you just it was so aggressive. It was so aggressive. And I just Oh my god, it was my favorite thing in the whole world. I had to audition for something with a British accent recently and I don't I don't think I did well. I think you got it. I think they want that. I would want that. If if I got that tape, I'd be like, we're fools. We're fools if we don't hire this woman. I kind of love the idea of like, especially if it's a comedy, somebody just later being like, she's not really English, is she? And it's like, but we just let her, we just let her believe it's a good accent and that we believe she's from England. 
I think I think that's so funny. <laughs> Decline. <laughs> I don't even remember what the problem was. Okay, it's a bad dog. This <laughs> is a bad dog. It's a bad dog, and um, and this person doesn't know how to tell their friend that this this puppy is oh, poorly behaved. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I think. <laughs> decline <laughs> i think you um i think there's a world where you're like hey your puppy is your puppy needs some training maybe before i can take him again because mm-hmm. he's having some or they're having some separation anxiety yeah and the separation anxiety is a little too intense for me um and then also is like a little yappy with my friends when the, when it comes over so I do think before another visit happens, your dog has to do a little bit of training just so everybody in the house is comfortable with this dog. I think that's really well said. Yeah, really, really well said. Because, you, yeah, you're, this is your, ho- your home, your space, and also the space mm-hmm. of the other people who live there. So, yeah, like for their comfort and your comfort, this dog needs to be trained a little better or at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you don't want, like, a poorly behaved dog. I mean, I have one. He bit me yesterday. Oh, no. Because I didn't announce myself. Because usually he stays in a room with a glass pocket door. But I had to put him in a room where there wasn't a glass. It was just a door door. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say, hi, Clyde, when I came in. I just opened the door. And he thought he was somebody working on uh, my bathroom. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) he just nipped me. And then his ears went down. And then he backed up and I went, yeah, you should be mad. You bit your best fucking friend. (laughs) Yeah. Also, like, he didn't get a good look at you before he bit? No. The door (laughs) opened a smidge and then it was like. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, friend, what do you do? He was alone for an hour. Hmm. But my dog truly, when he's alone, he acts like I've gone to a war and he never thought he would see me ever again. (laughs) <laughs> he just tried to jump on the couch and he fell. No, <laughs> he's like, you he talking just, about the, me? The stopping point was him tripping on a pillow. Also, at this angle, it looks like Clyde's on your shoulder, like a parrot. <laughs> like Clyde's <laughs> on the couch behind you, but it looks like he's just like chilling, like perched on your shoulder. I wish, I wish he would. <laughs> no, now he's fighting a pillow. Wow, he's so, in his own fight club. <laughs> He's like, I got two two minutes to go at it. <laughs> two minutes, and I'm going to fucking annihilate this pillow. <laughs> but yeah, I think to help our dog friend, just be like, I think this dog needs a little bit more training. Yeah. Yeah. And like, maybe you'll fr- your friend will get mad at that, but that's whatever. Like, they, it's, it's up to them if they want to train the dog or not. But at the end of the day, the dog's not coming over to your house anymore. Correct. Um, and I've had people, a trainer called Clyde the rudest dog she's ever met. And you know what? <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> Did you see that? I said he's the rudest dog she's ever met. And he looked right into the camera. <laughs> he's funny. What is this, the office? Oh, my God. Did you know it's funny? The office? Yeah, it's yeah. a funny show. It's so funny. It's so, people I like, like it. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I... One night, there was a person with a Dunder Mifflin, like, bumper sticker on their car. And I pulled up next to them and I screamed, you like The Office too? 
And the way they looked at me was as if I had 18 heads and I was the Mm. devil. And I just wanted to bond with this person and they just like wouldn't bond back with me. They probably thought you made fun of them. (laughs) Like, wow, you like The Office too? Everyone loves The Office. I if that happened to me, I would have thought you were making fun of me. I'd be like, oh my god, this girl's a bitch. Never occurred to me. I was just being friendly. No. I'm so embarrassed. No, it's okay. It's okay. Oh my god. Well, if you have a question or query or something, <laughs> or if you like the office, email us at Nicolinsashir at gmail.com. Or call 424-645-7003. We also have merch at podswag.com slash best friends. Hey, we have transcripts of our new episodes. Check them out on our show page at earwolf.com. Lastly, don't forget to write, (laughs) review, and subscribe. (laughs) That's the easiest way to support the show. I'm telling you, you booked it. I'm telling you right now, I have have intel. You booked it. (laughs) God, that's... Cheerio! <laughs> Tip top shit. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.